guys. After the show, be sure to join us at the bar. Get a dollar off your drink, your ticket from this show. Uh, guys, keep up. And nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. setting up my, my triple redundancy recording uh, back up. Hi everybody, welcome to Sawbones, a misguided tour of medical... Wait, wait, let me try again. Back just, it up. It's, just an it's edit here. Just cut at this point. Cut in. <laughs> Hello everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. <laughs> show we do together, uh, and today we're doing it in New York City. New York City. Not only the home of some of the best salsa, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean there's so many, it's such a big, I mean it's the big app way to get there's so many, uh, Lady Liberty here, uh, pizza, like the first pizza was here, um, the first, uh, I mean, like, with both the Ghostbusters, um, my sister's here. Your sister's yeah. here. My sister Taylor is here. Oh, she's literally here, by the way. Hi, Taylor. Anything I'm forgetting? Uh, well, it's also the home of the first riot in America. The first riot that ever happened, can you believe it, right here in New York? It's not really as like good as my my, my Ghostbusters ones, or I'm not really happy. It's pretty, or I mean, it's a big. It's a big well, so what was it about? I'm assuming it was over like the Yankees. <laughs> you guys. Like well, well I mean, it was in seventeen. It was in seventeen eighty eight. I don't. Which, think which original Rays pizzas are real? <laughs> the Battle of the Rays. Well, I mean, predictably, it was about cadavers. You know, corpses. Dissecting dead people. Go back to the beginning. <laughs> You've lost here. We're five minutes in. I'm lost. Okay. Well, I want to tell you about the first riot, but before we get there, I need to kind of give you some history of dissection. So we're going to talk about cutting up dead people for a while. Yeah. Right now, I assume there is a percentage of this audience that has not listened to Sawbones before that. <laughs> You'll be able to tell them because they're looking at the person they brought them like this. What is this? <laughs> What is this show? Is this happening? <laughs> is this art? <laughs> you promised this wasn't art. So, um, of course, I went to medical school, and key to medical education is <laughs> dissecting a cadaver. So, to learn anatomy, not for fun, you know, not for funsies, for, for learning. But also, um, you thought it was fun. 
A lot of big questions long. you're confronted by, I guess. Yes, that's right. fair. That's fair. Right. It profound. It was profound. Fair. Um, and that's kind of intrinsic to learning about the human body. You have to, you know, cut it open and take a peek inside. And we've been doing that for a really long time. In ancient Egypt, they used to dissect corpses, although not really to learn about them. It was just part of the burial process, so they could, like, you know, put their organs in all the nice little jars. They thought that or they thought the organs maybe went bad at a different rate from the rest of the body. That, that was it. Your they stomach's going to smell bad first, so we're going to put that in a jar. <laughs> they pickled them. Perfect. Delicious. So, so it was okay. It was cool to dissect bodies because it was part of a religious, you know, belief. Um, in Greece, it was actually technically illegal to do that, but people did it anyway and nobody really stopped anybody. So <laughs> there were there were a lot of things happening in Greece at the time. You have to understand this was like way down the priority. Exactly, and and it was it was purely in pursuit of knowledge. So a lot of the physicians would, you know, dissect cadavers, and they'd have their medical students around, and it was all very I don't know everybody wearing togas, and they looked very serious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Greece. Like, you guys know what Greece is like, right? Or Greece, it's Greece. You know, just, just Greece. And they published all kinds of drawings and texts, and they put together all kinds of collections of this information, which was really important because in Rome it was illegal, and they took it seriously. It was a hard line against it. Yes, there was no dissecting. I'm sure that people tried, but for the most part, it wasn't widespread, which is why a lot of uh, Galen, who was one of the prominent Roman physicians, a lot of his drawings and his anatomical writings are all either secondhand; they were all based on the Greek stuff. Or they were from primates that he dissected. Hmm. And just kind of said, it was a human. <laughs> Trust me. I promise. Which is why it was actually, a lot of it uh, turned out to be kind of wrong. Oh, Not good. <laughs> but that was a big problem in anatomy for a long time, was yeah. trying to reconcile that. A common misconception is that the church was against dissection. That is not true. We have actually maybe said that at some point during our podcast before, actually. Yes. We, we may have perpetuated that particular myth. I, I think I have. I think I have. Possibly. Because as I, as I dug into this, I thought, well, of course the church was against it, obviously. Any kind of, like, progress that, you know, at the back Get your hackles and a cockle, everybody. Okay? You too. Chill. We're just saying at that time. The there was the whole, like, you know, what's the center of the universe, Earth, something. The whole thing. Okay? Back then. Not, okay. not now. And we're redeeming them. The church wasn't against it. Right. No. So that was just our misconception, so sorry about that. No. Um, <laughs> There's actually, it was a, a papal edict that was totally misinterpreted. At the time, it was common practice, if you were a soldier and you died overseas away from your home country, they knew that you'd want to be buried in your home country. So to get you back there without having to carry like a lot of dead bodies back, they would cut the bodies into little pieces, boil them, remove the bones, and then take the bones back home to bury them. Well, that's, that's how like the Pope it. felt. Okay. All right. Finally, me and the Pope find common ground. Except for the hats. We both love the hats. The 
Pope said, please don't do that. That's gross, guys. It's really gross. Please stop. And somehow that was misinterpreted as don't dissect cadavers for educational benefit. Oh, huh. all right. So, Good to know. you know, so that, see, see, um, in the Middle Ages, as we've mentioned, people were really into gross stuff. <laughs> to use clinical terminology. <laughs> so dissection started to become really popular. And it was like a big deal. If you were going to dissect a corpse, you would sell tickets. It was like the circus or the, the fair coming to town. Like, we're going to dissect people. And I mean, everybody came. This started in 1315. So a long time ago, you know, you'd have the anatomist and then, I don't know, just a ton of people hanging around eating popcorn. And, Having some drinks. How <laughs> popcorn are they? in 1315? What? Yeah, we did, right? Yeah, we, I invented popcorn in 1315. You did? Somebody did. It might as well be me. <laughs> I want the royalties. I'm sorry. Uh, da Vinci, of course, secretly dissected people. Nah. He wasn't supposed to, but he did. On the sly. It was all for That's that. what the Da Vinci Code is about, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, really. It was all for that Vitruvian man thing. That was it. <laughs> He's really wanted to perfect no. the truth. He just man. wanted to make it perfect. You know? See, you, have, you can't joke. I believe everything you say 100%. <laughs> no questions. No, and the Catholic Church actually um, paid for a dissection to take place at one point. They, they uh, hosted one. <laughs> <laughs> they kick-started a dissection. <laughs> uh, in 1533, there were conjoined twins who died. And they wanted to see, this was the reasoning, they didn't know where the soul was, and so they dissected the twins to see where is the soul and do they have one or two? <laughs> Haven't their families been through enough? I bet they couldn't find it. Their assumption was, well, could joint twins don't have souls? That's pretty messed up, could joint twins. This was actually pretty commonplace. There were a lot of religious figures who were dissected, especially people who were to become saints later, to see if you could tell a difference when you looked inside the body of a really holy person as opposed to me or you. <laughs> Uh, one, a nun, Chiara of Monte Falco, she later became a saint. Okay. So after she died, she was dissected, and again, this is purely, we're just trying to figure out the answer here, and it was claimed that they found a crucifix in her heart. <laughs> I want to make sure you guys got that look, too. <laughs> It's going to carry over really well for the podcast recording audience, but you guys, but I'll have them call you later and just ask you what it looked like. More, more likely, they did find this. They claimed that there were three gallstones in her gallbladder. Perfect. But they thought this represented the Holy Trinity. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what if there have been four? Like, Whoa, we got this all wrong. And then she wouldn't be a saint, I guess. There's another dude. Oh, no. Um, in the 17th and 18th century, that's when you, if you've ever seen like operating theaters, like where they have all the, you know, kind of like this, only in the round, and then we'd be cutting somebody up. Imagine exactly like this, except Sydney was cutting except my not. body parts out. Yes. <laughs> you can imagine that, right? In your yeah. mind's eye. <laughs> so, and that was also really popular. And a lot of the times, again, it was medical students, but you could buy tickets because if you're going to do something, why not make money off of it? Sure. So you could sell tickets, and then if you were a dignitary or a visiting royal, you were always welcome to come and view a dissection. That's part of your royal privilege. I guess. I guess, <laughs> if that's what you want to do. Um, but the problem was, this is where we're, we're, we're getting somewhere, I promise. I believe you. I have the utmost faith in you. 
The problem was that only certain people were allowed to dissect. So there was the Royal College of Physicians, and then there was the Company of Barber Surgeons. <laughs> Equally important. And which one I trust so far. <laughs> and between the two of them, they were allowed 10 dissections a year total. That was it. Why? It was arbitrary, just because they didn't want you know, people cutting up people left and right. They, they wanted it to be a very, first they wanted the right people doing it, so you had to be an official dissector. Okay. And secondly, they didn't want it, uh, you know, to be too base. Like, oh, well, the commoners. They wanted to keep it them. special. <laughs> they wanted to maintain some of the magic. I'm, 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 I'm just Maybe that's right. Who wants to pay? It would be like if WrestleMania happened 20 times a year. That's not a good thing. If there's 10 WrestleManias a year, then you got something. So because there was this growing demand, more medical students, we need to dissect more corpses, they said, well, we'll make a, the coolest named act ever, the Murder Act of 1752, which allowed physicians to dissect the bodies of murderers who had been condemned to death. Perfect. And it actually added um, crimes that were not just punishable by death, but punishable by dissection. Because <laughs> it was considered like an insult even beyond, we're not just going to kill you, then we're going to send you to a medical school and the students are going to cut you up. That, would, that is unsettling, I would yeah. say. I would, not, I would probably avoid those crimes. I'd avoid most crimes anyway, just to you me. But those would be, I would add those to the list, for sure, certainly. <laughs> But this still didn't meet their demand for cadavers. We still need more. Uh, and so that's when we give rise to the grave robbers and the resurrection men, which is a the, cool resurrection the resurrection men? I want to be a resurrection man. <laughs> that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Do you, know, do you know what they do? I don't care. I'll do anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> to be a resurrection man, this is, this is, this is just, he's a resurrection man. <laughs> this would be Sounds like a quick Tarantino. <laughs> They're, they're, this would be like a typical resurrection men heist, if you want to compare it to that. Oh my god, you're freaking out. Okay, so wait a minute, just to clarify, not only am I something called a resurrection man, but I'm doing heists. Okay, what's next? Cool hat? You probably wear a hat. Sidearm? Yeah. Sidearm. Yeah. Weapons? Sweet shovel? What, okay, what's going on? So, resurrection men would be paid to go to a cemetery in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. and, and they were pros at this. They could do all of this within an hour, under an hour. Uh, they would find a grave. Usually they're looking for somebody who was poor and definitely has to be recently dead, okay. because we didn't embalm people, we didn't preserve them, so they had to be very recently dead. So, and the hope was that it would be somebody nobody would miss. And they would just dig up one into the grave, throw all the dirt onto a tarp, they would drill little holes in the top of the coffin, like perforate it so they could break it open. Okay. Pull the body out with a hook on a chain. Put the clothes. That's the exact proper noise audience. Good job. Put the As clothes trained you back for in. So you gotta undress them. Put the clothes back in. Put potatoes inside the clothes. <laughs> I did this stunt sneaking out when I was a kid. Sure. But put a straw, put like a mannequin head on top. But you did this when you were a kid. You paint, you paint, you paint a face on a balloon. <laughs> and then replace everything and be gone, and you could never tell they were there. Resurrection. If they, <laughs> a lot of them would have to, 
take like public transportation and they would say like this is my drunk <laughs> this is my drunk buddy that I've got with me. So what you're telling me is old timey we get at birdies? <laughs> okay, so just a triple check. I'm something called a resurrection man. I'm doing heists and I'm doing weekend at birdies as well. I am I screwed up my life so bad. That was a whole other path for me. Um, some, uh, some students and doctors didn't want to have to pay people, so they would just do it themselves, but they were never as good at it, which is why people would get caught a lot. Um, the peak season was November to March, because everything was cooler. Sure. You can imagine that. And festive. <laughs> and medical schools even had, like, secret entrances for, you, for them to deliver the bodies, like a uh, secret place. Okay. You know, the back way. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, 
you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Families, of course, got wise to this and came up with all kinds of ways to guard graves against this. Um, sometimes it would just be as simple as they'd keep the body at their house until they knew it was decomposed enough that nobody would steal it. Sorry. Uh, um, I want to go back to the you resurrection could just, You could just hire a guard, or you could guard it yourself, or they would build cages around the entire grave. I got a lot to think about. I'm going to go ahead and splurge on a corpse guard. It was called a, a, a mort safe. A what? Mort safe. Okay. A mort safe. Um, and sometimes they'd get found out because, so, a couple of dignitaries were visiting a local medical school and they recognized one of the cadavers on the table as U.S. Senator John Scott Harrison, who was the, the son of President Wait, are you a relative? Or... Harrison! It's my favorite old-timey U.S. Senator! I got, his, I got his baseball card. <laughs> the dog. But these, these dignitaries knew him because they were his son and his nephew. Oh, okay, now I understand. <laughs> it's like your grandpapa's favorite story, right? <laughs> then I realized it was my dad. <laughs> your great, great, great grandfather. <laughs> William Henry Harrison. William Henry Harrison. What? No. No. The, now, as you can imagine, <laughs> People need bodies. They'll pay a lot of money. The, you know, the medical schools would pay a lot of money. And they, you know, families were getting wise. The authorities were trying to stop grave robbers. Well, what's the easiest way to get a dead body then? War. <laughs> so they started a war. No. No, murder. Murder. Murder most foul. <laughs> I would, murder was my second guess. So this led to, in, in Edinburgh, there were the Burke and Hare murders. Um, Sixteen people were murdered altogether. And they were all, the, the doctors said they didn't know that this is where the bodies were coming from. Um, but they would get their victims drunk and then suffocate them because at the time, I guess, you couldn't figure that out, that that's what happened. Like a dead body, the... The police were like, we're baffled. We have no idea how they died. <laughs> we have this, this poor, this we poor purple and blue man. <laughs> His life was already so difficult. <laughs> Look at how large his tongue was. Can you imagine his struggles? His poor, he was so poor, he could only afford a rope for a necktie. <laughs> Heartbreaking. This case is closed. <laughs> We're done here. Eventually they did get caught. Um, and as punishment, uh, Burke was, he was he, he had capital punishment. They, they know the state killed him. They dissected him and displayed him as punishment. And they took his skin and made a purse out of it, which you can still go see at the Museum of Edinburgh, at the Police Museum of Edinburgh, to this day. Cool museum. I know. <laughs> now, here's the thing. So all this was happening, a lot, of, a lot of what we've talked about is in the UK. 
Okay. Um, they eventually passed the Anatomy Act, which allowed them to execute uh, like all dead criminals, no matter how they died, which I guess solved their problems. But in the dissect, U.S. Dissect. 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 Okay. Yes. But in the U.S., that wasn't good enough. Um, so we had some laws that we started to, you know, over in the U.S., we, we're a brand new country at this point. We're trying to uh, develop our own medical schools and have our own doctors, because we don't. We don't, we don't have many doctors at all, even the ones that came over from England. And so in the year 1784 and 1790, we start um, adding, again, dissection as a punishment for murder, so that we can have some bodies too. Uh, but grave robbing was still definitely happening. So we were coming across the same thing. So we're going to finally talk about the riot. In 1788, there was a young med student named John Hicks, and he was working at New York Hospital dissecting a corpse, as was common practice. And it probably was a corpse that was, that was robbed from a grave. Okay. He noticed some kids playing outside. And I thought you were going to say he found kids inside the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> like a full-on, like, Jaws type. <laughs> He noticed kids playing outside, and they were trying to peek in the window to figure out what he was doing. So, I guess he has a terrible sense of humor? He killed the kids. No. <laughs> he, he picked up the cadaver's arm, which had already been detached, and waved it out the window at the children, and said, you kids get away from here, this is your mother's arm, and I'll slap you with it if you don't go away. You know, Mr. Rogers was so different in the You could barely even watch the show. It was very mature. Now, the kids were pretty scared. Yeah. And unfortunately, in that weird twist of fate, one of the children had recently lost their mother. So they went home and told their dad, who got together a posse, and they went. A resurrection men. Yes. <laughs> Justin, are you with us? You know me. I'm in. You even ask a fool. Let me get an old bullet tosser. That's what I call my gun. Brad Pitt. Me, Brad Pitt, Clooney. Matthew Lillard. I don't know why Matthew Lillard. You gotta have one like breakthrough performance. It's like he was much better than I thought he would. So they went down to the graveyard first to check to see if this was true, and unfortunately. Her grave had been robbed. Oh no! Now there's no evidence that any of that was connected. It was just one of those weird coincidences. But that was all the evidence, of course, they needed. Because they're old-timey dudes, and they're like just jives to be able to go kill somebody. And they're mad. <laughs> they're mad. And they're mad. So they storm down to the college. There's about a hundred of them. They completely destroy the anatomy lab. They just wreak havoc on the whole hospital. They beat the crap out of some medical students. Because why not? <laughs> they're always in the way. You're right. Um, they also raided the home of one prominent doctor in town whose name was Sir John Temple. And as best as we can figure, the reason they picked him is because they thought his name was Surgeon. Surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> this is, seriously, this is, was the best. Nobody could nice say, why this guy? Why this doctor? Nice yeah, Surgeon Temple. We're going to get him. So. <laughs> A lot of the, so the authorities stepped in and they actually put a lot of the doctors and students in jail for protection. Okay. Because this mob was growing and they knew people were mad and they were not done because the next day they returned with 5,000 men and they were going to storm Columbia College as well. 
Uh, so they took off, they, they went down to Columbia, they wreaked some havoc there, beat some more people up, tore some more stuff up, and then they decided all the doctors and students aren't here, they're in jail, we're headed to the jail. So they got to the jail. At that point, the governor had already called in the militia. So they were met by the militia and the governor, and Alexander Hamilton was there. Because <laughs> why not? Now, this is starting to sound like a dream. <laughs> And Sylvester Stallone was like, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> That's based on a real dream that <laughs> We had to hear about that earlier. Sydney's heard about it like three times. It gets better every time. <laughs> <laughs> Just finish your stupid story. So, there was a, a wealthy baron who sees that we got the standoff, we got all these men who are angry, and we've got the militia, and the governor, and Alexander Hamilton, and everybody, there's a big standoff, and this baron is standing there, this local wealthy guy, and he's like, don't shoot them, we can resolve this peacefully. And then one of the mob, men in the mob just chucks a rock at his head, knocks him out, and as he gets back up, he goes, shoot them all! <laughs> and so they did, and they opened fire. Now, luckily, there were a lot of doctors nearby, I knew right where to find them. <laughs> so many were wounded. Only eight people died. So that, which I mean, I think eight, eight people. That's not still. A lot. I mean, it's still yeah. a sizable. For America's yeah. first riot, but you know, we didn't do too much damage. Yes. Uh, and, and after that, that led to a lot of changes in anatomy laws. In the U.S., they started saying, you know what? Why don't we also include um, bodies that haven't been claimed? So within 48 hours, if the body hadn't been claimed, they could, you know, send it to the med school. Um, although that didn't include soldiers, and um, it didn't include people from out of town. <laughs> On the basis that if you're from out of town, maybe somebody is coming to find you. <laughs> so if we, if we die here, we're cool. Well, I don't know about cool. <laughs> At last, we look like vagrants, because if we look like vagrants, then we're free game. Oh, good, cool. I don't know what that looked like. What, a, what an excellent, excellent uplifting coda <laughs> for this uh, uh, episode of Small Bones. Anything else about how we get corpses or what's going to happen to us when we die in New York? <laughs> Anything else you want to tack on? Well, now, of course, it's a lot more common to donate your body to science. Um, that was, you know, rare and frowned upon for many years. But nowadays, it's accepted that that is a wonderful gift that you can provide, you know, are all of us with, not just medical students, but yeah. society. Uh, it's still, I thought this was, in, I didn't know this. Unclaimed bodies are still sent to medical schools and dissected. That's huh. still in place. Although there are much, many more bodies that are donated, that it, that's still done. Huh. We'll figure. Which I thought was bizarre. That is bizarre. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for us for uh, this episode of Solvents. Thank you so much for listening to our program. I know you don't really have much choice because you're here. <laughs> it's loud. You the door. Yeah. <laughs> It's a real fire hazard in here, actually. If this is your first time listening, we make a new episode every uh, Tuesday. It's on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find it at SolvedOnShow.com. Uh, Thank you to the uh, taxpayers for the use of their theme song, their song, Medicines, which we use the intro and outro of our program. Uh, thank you so much to the People's Improv Theater for having us here at this level. Don't drill a hole in your head. <laughs>